in Jesus' name. In the mighty name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, our Lord and our God, we thank you for this morning. We bless the Holy Name, Father, for gathering us together in your sanctuary. Father, we say that may all glory, honor, adoration be unto thee alone in the name of Jesus. Father, as your children are about to look at your word, Father, we pray that you open their hearts, Father, to receive in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, everything that you'll be imparting to the life of your sons and your daughters, Lord, we ask that in your name, O Lord, that they will bear fruit in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every form of destruction and detract us, O Lord. Father, O Lord, may you reign supreme in our midst in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because you are great and mighty God. Receive all the glory for answers to prayers. For in Jesus' most excellent name, our prayers are answered. Amen. Very good. The topic we have been on is what? Being born again. What did I say? Again. Now, in this discussion, we have defined born again. We have looked at the history of the world, how that phrase, being born again, came about. And that took us to John chapter 3. Where we looked at the series um, you know, of verses from verse 1 to about verses. We analyzed them in details. And we also looked at redemption, comparing it with what? With repentance. No, no um, redemption and religion, rather. Where we compared redemption with what? Religion. It was indeed a very lengthy discussion. And we also was concluded, um, that was last week, with what um, the Bible actually means by being washed by water and be born of water and spirit. You know, the Bible says, Jesus was saying, a certain man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So, you now say, a certain man be born of water and the spirit, because what is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. So, I explained that for us. When it comes to being born of what? The spirit and being born of water. That water there, the word of God, which renews our hearts. And then the spirit is the Holy Spirit. I gave an instance using um, the experience of washing what clothes. Where the clothes being washed is you as a believer who is being transformed gradually to Christ. And the hands is the Holy Spirit, the hands washing the clothes. And then the water, the soap stands for that word, that water that was mentioned. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I'm trying to do a quick recap. So today, I'll be continuing in that series. Later in the day, I gave an assignment which I will go to. But for now, I want to start the class by taking us through some unscriptural meaning of the new birth. Many people give new birth so many meanings. You know that new birth can also be said to be born again. Is it not true? New birth, regeneration, being born again, they are all, you know, synonymous. So there are so many meanings, there are so many interpretations that people give new birth which is actually not scriptural. When we say something is not scriptural, that means the Bible does not support such claims. Are we getting it? Are we getting it? What, when we say something is unscriptural, what does that mean? Yes, the Bible does not support such claims. So anything you are saying that when you go to the Bible to check, you see it, it, it will not act tally, then that thing is unscriptural. Hallelujah. So the first on scriptural meaning I have here is that anyone who attends church services is, in, is born again. We are still on the topic being born again. And today we are starting off with the subtopic 
some unscriptural meaning of the new birth. So, number one unscriptural meaning we have here is that anyone who attends church services is born again. It is wrong. It is not scriptural. You can be attending church and still not be born anything. But not even be born. Let's talk of being again. So, coming to church is not a standard is not um is not a criteria to determine to judge and to ascertain that someone is being born again so you see people coming to church let that not deceive you you understand be not deceived so the first unscriptural meaning is that what anyone who attends church is born again no so that is the first one number two is that anyone who has a bible is born again that's also unscriptural it's not everyone that have the Bible that is a born-again Christian. The occultic, the wishes, the wizards, the mediums, different kind of people that, you know, that are given to the works of darkness also have Bible. In fact, they read the Bible. There are people that use these um, Psalms, you know, to do different kind of things. They read certain Bible portion to carry out their incantations. So you cannot judge someone to be a Christian because they, are in, they have in their possession a Bible. Doing that will be what tantamount to what destruction. So do not be deceived. Number three, anyone who attends, anyone who has a church name, this is another lie, to say that anyone who has a church name is a newborn or has experienced new birth is another life on the piece of hell. I said something about Christianity that we have Christians by what? By form, Christian by name, Christians by what? By fashion. Do you understand? These are different kinds of Christians, but we have Christians that worship God in truth and in spirit. So you need to understand this and understand it very, very well. That your name is Rebecca, your name is Esther, your name is Samuel, Judas, whatever, John and Paul, doesn't mean that you have new birth. So if people tell you that because they have a Christian name, they are born again, they are lying. Tell them, no, that's not true. Being born of a Christian parent is another unscriptural meaning. Most people believe that once their parents are Christian, then they are Christians. Once their parents are saved, then they are saved. Once, um, the, 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 let me tell you, salvation is a personal race. It's not something that you inherit. It's not an inheritance whereby your parents work so hard and pass it over to you. It's not true. You need to work out your own salvation with fear and what? Trembling. With what? Fear and trembling. So salvation is not uh, inherited from parents. Does not pass down. It's not cannot be passed from your parents down to you. No. Anyone that teaches you that because your parents is a born again Christian, because they are saved, then you are saved is deceiving you. We have seen children of pastors, children of very fiery Christian, end up, you know, in disaster, end up in hellfire. So thou shall not be deceived. Are we following? So what is the first unscriptural meaning after I told us? Number two. Number three. Number four. 
Then the next one is what? Anyone who is baptized during infanthood. To say that because someone is baptized when they were a baby, that they are Christian, is a lie. It's a lie. It's not scriptural. Scripture did not support that. So, being born again is not a function of, I was baptized when I was a baby. No, that is not true. Are we getting it? There's always... I just say being baptized but during infanthood. So you need to understand something that we have different kinds of um, two major kinds of baptism. And actually, we have the infant baptism. We have the one the baptism that just the one that happens when you are an adult. So usually, when when um, some churches they baptize children, they that's through sprinkling. They sprinkle water on them. And there are some churches that they they baptize by immersion. So when you are older. You go there and they baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, is um is 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 a is a, a doctrine that brings about a lot of division in the church. Many people believe that baptism should be done when we are infants. Some appreciate it when we are adults and can answer for ourselves. So, if you are baptized when you are young, when you are a baby, when you do not know anything, and you came up, new you know, the baptism, they will give you a name, a baptismal name. You now wake up someday and think that because of that you're a Christian. Yes, you have not been making conscious efforts to live a life of purity. That is a life of the peace of hell. The next one is that well, anyone who can act as a Christian. There's, there are certain ways that Christians are expected to believe, behave. There are certain ways that Christians are expected to carry themselves. Do you know? Do you know true? There are certain things you do, and people begin to wonder, are you, do you say you are a child of God? It's not like when you say you go to school. It's not like when you say you go to school. There is a way you behave. People begin to ask, are you sure you actually went to school? Like, are you, you behave like an illiterate. So it's the same thing with Christianity. There are certain standards. Some of them are right based on the word of God. Why some are just based on what our own personal expectation? There are ways we expect Christians to want to carry themselves. There are ways we expect them to speak. There are ways we expect them to react. Do you understand? You cannot be a Christian and you come out, people annoy you and you are, you are, you are raging, 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 raging in public. You know, some will begin to ask themselves, are you sure of this person? You know, I don't understand this brother anymore. So that is how bad it is. Do you understand? And because of what the, the world has given us that standard, some people who don't really have the Spirit of God in them actually act these things out. So you come to the church, you are moving, you know, you are looking all sanguine and, you know, all modest and serious. And um, when you go out there, you are your usual self. So when people act like Christians, that is not a standard for you to say that they are Born again. Do you understand? Do you understand? So please do not be deceived. Anyone who can speak in tongues, this is another one. Most people want because they can speak in tongues, they conclude they are born again Christian. Of course, when you are filled with the Spirit of God, remember that we explain that new birth generation is, is something that happens to the Holy Ghost. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, do you understand? One of the evidences is what? Speaking in tongues. And ordinarily, there is no way that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost if you have not given your life to Christ. I mean, it's normal. But you should also understand something, that the speaking of tongues is also a gift. 
there is a gift the way we have the gift of prophecy the way we have the word of knowledge the working of miracle that we also have the word the gift of tongues as a gift that of holy spirit in, in people's life some people their own gift is to interpret tongues do you understand so you can if you are operating that gift that um, tongues is operating in your life as a gift it is not a standard for you to judge because you can you might have been filled with the holy ghost and you sin and you deviated and the spirit of god leaves you but yeah that gift is still there because the bible says that the gift of god is without what repentance so when god gives when the gift of god is operating in your life even if you are not living a life is pleasing to god he will still leave that gift with you but at the end of the day on the day of judgment you will give an account so someone that has the gift of speaking in tongues probably because god has called that person into the ministry of intercession do you understand the person speaks in tongues you call prayer there are some that before before they speak in tongues they they they, they need to pray to some height before the, 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 the thing comes up there's about that people that it is a gift you just mention prayer points that speak in tongues already so you cannot now say ah this brother is always blasting in tongue he, jesus is in fact he, jesus is um jesus is fat they are already they are eating they're always eating together no it is very possible that yes someone that speaking talk can have you feel the spirit of god person has physical person is saved but it is not always a guarantee it's not always a standard for you to judge that someone is being saved okay now anyone who can pray anyone who can fast anyone who is gentle anyone who is sincere anyone who is reserved or morally sound is born again is another unscriptural meaning you remember, I know those earlier that some people they can act as Christians, but yet yeah, they don't have this experience of new birth. So do not be deceived. I can be able to pray, like I can stand and pray for hours, but that does not mean that I am fast. Pray fast is gentle, sincere, reserved, or morally sound. So these things are not criteria so don't judge people by their behavior don't say well that brother can pray he can fast he's gentle does not react he's not, he's not slow he's very slow to anger because of that he's born again it is not always true of course these things are ordinarily supposed to be a manifestation of being born again do you understand but the bible says something that there are many that these days that there are many um wolves in sheep's clothing and their activities have become so profound that even the elect can be deceived so you should not, these are not the days whereby you judge people by their fruit and manifestation alone. Some people, they have fruits that might look good. But when you eat the fruit, you see that inside that fruit is what? Worms. Do you understand? There are, have you not experienced, have you not bought sherry? And sherry is shining. You are salivating. And then somehow you just open it. Only worms is inside. Have you not experienced it before? That is why they tell those of you that are you that want to take sherry, yours, you are you are sucking it. That's why it's very dangerous because don't remember it's sucking worms. So a fruit, a, a someone can be bearing fruits that might look sweet. Someone can be bearing fruits that might look good on the eyes. A very good example. I, I taught us the, the story using the story of Adam and Eve. Eve looked at that fruit and it was what pleasing to her eyes. But was does that mean that the fruit was a good fruit? Was it? Was it a proof? Was it not that same food that destroyed her life? So do not judge people by their fruits, please. Yes, people might have said by their fruit, but sometimes fruits can be deceptive. So
So people can have manifest all this and they can look so gentle, they can look so sincere, they can be so resolved, look so pious, look well dressed, decent and all, but yet they are not born again. Am I making sense? So having looked at all these things, who then is a Christian? If I tell you that someone that speaks in tongues is not, is not, is not, is not a Christian, he's not, not, not born again. I tell that someone that is gentle is not born again. I tell you that someone that carries the Bible is not born again. Then who then is born again? Uh, you know the question should be asking me? Uh, uh, is the question not coming up in your mind? Because, okay, let's be honest with ourselves. All these things I'm telling us, before now, when you see people that have these characters, how do you see them? Let me start with Chihura. You see someone, the person is speaking in tongues. I know that if you don't have that gift of speaking, you'll be admiring the person, be wishing that. Like me, when I wasn't speaking in tongues, when I see people, I'll be like, Holy Ghost, when will I be really with me? You know, if you don't have the gift of prophecy, you see someone prophesying, you'll be like, Hey, when am I going to climb this spiritual height? I need to be prophesying. Do you understand? When you don't have, you cannot pray for someone and healing will take place. You'll be like, God, when is the gift of healing going to manifest in my life? Is it not true? It's normal. So, definitely, most of these things, um, we have seen people manifest. So, I want you to tell us, in, like, in one minute, how do, have you ever felt before now, when you see someone that manifests some of these things we have mentioned, how, what is usually your first reaction towards them? Uh, let's say you meet someone that has, someone that has that, carrying a Bible, someone that and has a Christian name, someone that is sincere, that is reserved, you know, what's called, how do you see the person, what, how do you get, you guess attract the person somehow, because this is, yeah, this is a child of God. Yeah. Okay, so that means he's a good person, is it not true? Okay. Okay. You're a good person. You'll be a boring person. Yeah. So, so, people that are too holy, holy, they are boring. Yes. Some people are boring. Yeah. Like, you meet them outside. Okay, that means you'll be, you'll be, you'll be reserved. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be like... Yeah, like mentality, okay. Like, like in, the, in the private, but in the public, they are just for me. Well, it is true, Shao. It is true, but as I said earlier, Bible says something. Do not judge that you be not judged. So, don't judge anyone but you should be more careful i always use that word careful and i try to explain what i mean by carefulness i don't mean that you should not become suspicious of everybody that comes your way do you understand but do not be deceived do you understand i told you something that girls mind that have sweet man they can come to you and be telling you you are the sugar in the dick you are the cockroach in my this you are the skeleton in my that you are this you are that they are saying they, they don't know what they are looking for once they get it your own has finished there was a story that the man that preached, the Paul that preached to us this morning in the workers' meeting, he was saying something that a policeman told a lady that if you if you go out with me, I'm going to give you money, I will establish you in your business. I'll give you 20k to start up a business. And at the end of the show, he, he gave the woman 1,500. Just imagine, you know, told her 20k. Now end up giving her 1,500. So it is how deceptive people can be. So some people they can come to because they know that if they come to you as one ras, one area scatter of a person, you'll be like, and me, deal with this. I beg you, you will run. You just come very quiet. There was a comedy I watched. Them was I think is this um that the shag brother shag what is they calling? So he he, he he saw a girl. You understand? He proposed the girl, the girl that he has money, the girl that in fact in that comedy, the, the daddy of that girl was um, Mr. Macaroni 
So that one, so that one has money. They were asking big man. So the the, the 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 guy came with the girl came with the guy. That is Bolashagi came to see the daddy. That is Samakroni. That ah, see my fiance or my fiance. That one too was forming. Was the same time you say I'm an I'm an engineer. I do this one. Where did you study? Harvard University. He was just uh, lying to the man, watching the man's brain. So the man said, Wow, the man was unhappy. I have his daughter brought responsible man. Now to the daughter, daughter, go inside, prepare something wonderful for your suitor. In fact, I won't make things comfortable. So when the girl have gone inside, the, the guy removed tie, threw away, removed jacket, threw away, fly out. He told the man, Whoa, me, I'm not any engineer, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. see, all I was saying is package, you know, see me, I'm here for money. Daughter, put money inside her account. Then I was not like, ha. Ah, what is happening? Before you know it, the lady come outside. The, the lady come, like, ah, sweetheart, sweetheart, keep walking. Come shut up. In fact, I'm going to kill two of you now. <laughs> so what is now the story? The guy wanted to get closer because you know the man is a rich man. He wanted to get closer to the man so he can extort money from him. And he wants to get, you know the only way he can get to the man is sweet to the doctor. And if he comes to the doctor as one area boy, the doctor is a classic girl. She will not even look at him twice. So he came as a responsible um, professional. So as they began to know herself better, he came to a point that she introduced him to her father. And then once, since he has gotten to see the person you're looking for, he now manifested his two colors. So that is why we need to be careful. Do not believe everybody that comes to you looking or appearing to be sane. Do you understand? Do you understand? So where are we now? There was, uh, we, are, we are done with that. We are going to something. I said there was something else. I, I, who now is okay, okay. So, who now is it? So, a Christian is anyone who hears the gospel. You can write. Anyone who hears the gospel, believe Jesus as the Holy Lord and Savior, comma, repents from his sin, and lives a new life. A Christian is anyone who hears the gospel. Believes Jesus as the Holy Lord and Savior, comma, repents from his sins and lives a new life. Christians are known by truth and deed, not by name and form. I would say that again. Christians are known by truth, by truth and deed, not by their names and their form. So I explained that earlier. So it's not that my, because my name is Esther, that means I'm a Christian. My name is Paul, I'm a Christian. No. Christians love Christ. All these things I'm saying, anyone that calls them a Christian must have all these qualities. If one is missing, you're not a Christian. No. If one of these qualities I mentioned is missing in your life, please just know you're not a Christian. If you're a Christian, you must have all this. And if you don't have it, I'm not pushing you out or condemning you. I am trying to, uh, to get you informed so you can begin to uh, work towards having them in you. Now, Christians love Christ. They do what? They love Christ. Jesus says something in the book of Jesus. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. So those that, those that are Christians are those that keep the commandment of Jesus. So they love Christ. They trust him. I'm going to pause a bit and, and do some explanation. When we say love, and trust can someone explain the the, the 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 differences like um the distinction between when you say someone i love you and i trust you what does he mean what's the difference 
Okay. Okay. So how do you balance or differentiate them? Okay. Speak out louder, please. If you love someone, mm. you like to you like the person's company. Mm-hmm. Like if I know my friend is it, mm. but I like my friend, mm. I, I just I love them. Uh, mm. So we you know we do things together. But I know that I can't drop my vibe with them. Yes. Since she's around, I can't drop it. But she's my friend and I love her. Yes. But I don't trust her to the extent of my money. Money. Okay. Yes, yeah, that's very. But I trust you. Mm. Uh, I know that. So. Okay, that is like very clap for her. Please, that's not how I taught you to clap. I taught you how to clap. Atama clap. So give us Atama. Oh, yeah. Atama. 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 Abaco. Lamborghini. Atama. Abaco. Lamborghini. We are so clap. You're about really lazily. Clap like people that have life. Very good. So when I say clap for some, I say, if I come to and say, and I see they tell people to clap, and you're clapping with one lazy kind of clap, all of you stand up. You clap, clap like human beings want to have hands. Please. Bible says that he will give us life, and we will have life in words, in abundance. Is it not true? So be here as well to have life in abundance. Okay, so when we talk about love, are you hearing me? Love has to do with what you 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 um you like him, you are affectionate towards him, you obey him. That is love. His instruction, you what you do, you are always eager, you are always willing to make him happy. You don't want to do anything that will make God, you know, unhappy with you. That shows that you what that you love him. Is it not true? But to trust him means dependency. So some people they don't they can love God but they don't depend on him. When they have problems, they look for help other places. So you see someone, you see that like Christian so, but maybe they have small headache or small issue. They run to one Baba somewhere and say, Baba, please let me and mix something. So that person, he might say, claim to love God, they'll find and we might understand, but he does not trust God. So trusting God is different from loving. So as a Christian, both of them must be there in your life. You must love and you must also what trust him. Is that clear? And they serve. So when you trust and stand, you love, then you serve. So, like I love what both of them are doing. They are all they are workers in the house of God. They are still they are children, teachers, right? And uh-huh. hey, some of us who so like came in last night, some of us we are ushers and some other things. So you should serve God. Don't just come to the house of God and just be sit down the look. Get busy, find a department, find something you can be contributing. From there, your talents can begin to manifest. From there, your gifting begins to find expression. From there, your establishment comes. Do you understand? I tell you that so many things I'm enjoying today, there are so many things that have come my way, not because I lobbied anybody, not because of um, I, I ran after anyone to help me, but because of God announced me through the church. It's through the church. There are many people that are big time celebrities today, but it was from serving God. I'm not saying that when you are serving God or doing anything for God, that you should be expecting some kind of reward. Um, some yes, God will reward you. I know that one, but you should not mean that you should not be looking at people and expecting them to maybe do you one favor or the other. But the truth remains that when you serve God, there is no one that serves God in spirit and in truth that ends up empty. Is that clear? So you have you love God, you what you trust Him, then the third part of the triangle is service. So if you love 
and you trust and you don't serve, it's not yet complete. You can't call yourself a born again yet. So how many of us are true servants of God here? If you know that you serve God, let me see your hands up. Now, let me tell you something. Serving God does not mean that if you might not be a worker in the church, do you understand? But you can still be a servant. You can give yourself an assignment that, okay, this church, I'll be praying for this church. Do you understand? Every night you wake up, you deny yourself one hour of sleep, you want to pray for the church. God is using you in a capacity. The office of what? Intercession. That is why you are a servant already. Because that is even the highest. To pray, to intercede for other people. You know you have your own problems, but you don't say, God, please, I need admission, I need this one. You are praying for other people. In fact, God might even leave those people so I'm going to attend to you. That is why because of what it shows sacrifice. That is love at work. And Bible says that word for that God is love. So love in this sense is what sacrificial. You look beyond your own needs and you put the need of others first. So it is not because of in the church you are not running up and down carrying speakers or doing that means you're not a servant. No. Even in your closet, what to do for God? But it matters. So sometimes you can look at people that if you're little, I know that most of us are students, so this will not really apply to us. But I was talking to look at and the environment. They see some people that they maybe they don't have food, they don't have clothes, and they try to squeeze some things out to those ones. They are servants of God. Is that understood? So please serve God. Let your service bring what to God? Pleasure. Let it bring what? Pleasure. And also benefits to others around you. I don't know if what I'm saying is making sense to you. Is it? I pray it is. Then these ones are dead into sin and they are born anew to righteousness. So if you are a Christian, it means you are dead to sin. Please, when they say dead to sin, who can tell me the meaning? Eh? You don't commit sin again. Is that the only word I see in this class? Please, I want other people. Because we are all here. All right. This is all is dead to sin. What is the meaning? Dead to sin. Okay. So I open the That's what I'm looking for. Separate. That dead means to separate. So when they say I'm dead, that means I've separated. So sin is here. Me and me, no connection between. That means I'm dead. But if there is still some connection, yes, so I, I might not be sinning, but sometimes I lie. I'm not yet dead to sin. Do you understand? I might not be humanizing, but. Hmm. I can still steal. If you give me 1,000 and tomorrow, the thing, the thing is now long. You now ask, you now say, no, it was 500 you gave me because I've already squandered the, I've already pocketed the other one. And you feel like, ah, but it was like, I say, ah, it's 500. Look at, look at, I'll just confuse you. No, no, be the best man at that. When you give them something to keep for you, actually, that's going to be beneficial to them. After some time, when you come back to ask for it, they will tell you, it's not worth it. They will reduce the value or the quantity. So, those ones are not there to sin. But when you are there to sin, mean nothing. You will hate sin with passion. You will do what? It does not mean you will hate sin and so. You will hate sin, please. You know, I like being balanced. I not say that you will not hate sinners. Of course, you will still have compassion for them. When you see someone is sinning, you will still want to what? To tell them the truth so that they can work, they can amend their ways. But you will hate that to the person does. It will disgust you. Do you understand? So I want us to, I'm not reading the Bible today, I want us to read these Bible verses before we move on to something else. Um, John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. John chapter 1, verse 12 to 13. Another person, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Five seventeen. Then John chapter 1, 12 to 13. 
So this, okay. Speak out loud so they can hear. Are you hearing what she's saying? So as many that what? Mm-hmm. So you can hear it. You can hear the, the that is a summary of what we are saying. Not people that are born of the flesh or blood, but people that are born of the spirit. Do you understand? Those that believe, those that come to him, he gave them the power. So you can technically say that Christians are the sons and the daughters of God. So let's go to that other scripture, Second Corinthians 5, verse 17. Someone else read for us. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. So, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So, a Christian is a new creature. All things are passed away. Remember, I told you that, that when you are born again, I told you that when you are when you are um, when you are born again. Born again, you, you, you know, you are starting afresh, a new family, say born again. Whatever it is you have before does not matter. Your past zeal, your past effort, they are all what swept under the carpet. Do you understand? Christ will start with you afresh. So you say you are a newborn. Now, in that same, that morning time, when we were having that prayer, I've always been emphasizing, when you come early, please, come and join the workers. Very two of you are part of the workers. Come and join the workers' prayer. The, the, the prayer, the message is always very powerful. And the Bible says that we should, we should catch them young. It's not when you now become old. Now. I told you from the very beginning. There don't be like the people that say that it's not when you now become old. You now begin to take God serious. Take God serious from now. When you come over to stay that majestic, come and pray. This thing I'm saying now, the man of God exercised it this morning. He used his life as a testimony. He said that before he gave his life to Christ, he was so so person like this. He was a tout. He was this and that. He has a kind of lifestyle. But when he gave his life to Christ, that those things, you will never look at him today and see any trace. So God gave him a new life completely. So that is how it was in the life of people. When you give your life to Christ, you can be said to be a new creature. All things about you have passed away. So anyone that still has remnants of his old life, no matter how minute it might look, can never, what did I say, can never be called a Christian, let alone being born again. Is that understood? Then quickly, these people that are, that are born again are people that are sins are forgiven. When you get some, you can read um, 1 John chapter 1, verse 8 and 9 to understand. Once your sin is forgiven, of course, you are what you are welcome into the family of Christ. Now, this one also are people that have personal encounter with Jesus. Remember that was um, during the time we were discussing new birth and um, regeneration. I gave us instance using the life of Paul, who was formerly Saul. So this man encountered Christ. Christ told him that he was the one that he goes about persecuting. So anyone that calls himself a newborn child of God is sort of encountered Christ. You don't just know God in theory, but what experientially. So it could be through dreams, it could be through vision, it could be through message. They can be preaching the word of God, and 
your spirit will be so, 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 so that like there was a program I was watching, and the lady was um reciting the word of God, and she came to a point she started to cry, like and they asked her what happened. She said that ah, that at that point she began to see how big God is, how powerful the Lord is. So that time she was not reading that word, you know, through the words, through the mind. Her heart was what reacting to the word of God. So anyone that has an encounter, a spiritual encounter with Christ, can be called a child of God. Because there is no way God will meet you and leave you the same. Is it possible? Christ can never encounter anybody and leave that person the same. It is only a man that will meet you and leave the same way they have met you. But once Christ meets you, he leaves you a better person. And then anyone who has victory over sin, I've explained that one before, when I say they must be dead to sin. So once you are someone that has victory over sin, then you can be called a Christian. That is 1 John chapter 3, verse 8 to 9. Hallelujah. Any question? Any question? No question. Hmm? So I should ask my own question. Okay, I want someone to stand up and give me two good characters we should see in anyone that professes to be a born again child of God. Just two. Two characters. Yes, who's ready? I don't want Ori, I don't want Wura. Two characters. Two characters in the life of anyone that professes to be a born again child of God. Yes, can help us stand up. Okay, two things you see in someone that will make you say that yes, this is truly a born again child of God. They are filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay, very good. Another one. They are born, born again. What is that born again Christian? You are using my question to answer my question. Okay, you have tried. Give me one. Sit down. Okay, give me two. That's a prayer from Sineha. She has said that one. Another one. Okay. So, ready for you? I hear your own answer here. The, char- the genuine character you will see in a person that will say, Yes, a true child of God. Mm hmm. Uh, they take that over here. What do I, how do that does that um explain that a bit? Okay, you said they have God as their Lord and Savior. That means they have accepted him, they believe in him, right? Okay, very good. See that another person. They obey the command. That means that they love God. Command, to obey the commandment means to what? To love God. Do you understand? Jesus said, if you love me, keep my words. Commandment. Hmm, okay, your case is not now. Let me finish first. Uh-huh. Yes, they trust God. Very good. I said I'm not asked two of you. Uh-huh, you. Tell me. They are holy. Did I mention they are holy? See, they are there. They are living. What is that holy life? Because you know that some people they can I say something about acting like a Christian. So let's not be confused, let's not confuse ourselves. Because I've not mentioned anything holy. It's not in my place to tell you someone is living a holy life. Holiness is God's decision to me. It is God that can say that this person is living holy or not. Do you understand? They have said it, another one. There are so many. I'm giving many examples, many instances, many characters, a lot. Anyone that is not born again, 
Hey, <laughs> sister, you know, you're not answering my question. No, you are only one question. You and who again? Okay, only you. Uh huh. Mm. And so that is sin. Uh, they have said, they have said it. And uh, they have a new life in Christ. Okay, that is okay. I understand. That means they are separated from sin and they are now what born anew into righteousness. Then, sister. No idea. I said something about service. Nobody mentioned that. Service. That you're being born again though, with all your fire, with all your spirit feeling, with everything, with all your tongue speaking, with all your love, with all your charity. If you're not serving God, it's not yet complete though. And I explain different ways you can serve God. You don't always, it's not, it's not because, it's not until you come to the church and carry the speakers, you know, as you are serving God. I explain different ways you can serve God in your little corner and according to your capacity. So I expect all of all the things I'm expecting that from today henceforth, become servants of the Most High God. There is no one that serves God that ends up in shame. There's no one that calls upon Him who ends up regretting. Once you serve God, you will always have something to show for it, except if you are not serving Him in truth and in spirit. Do you understand? Do you understand? Hallelujah. 